Welcome back to Fake Football Real People. Today you got Garrett Morgan, myself, you got Tyler Ants, you got Tyler Solis, and you got Rory Lara on the phone. Welcome back, Rory. Yeah. Hey. Been what a, a bit. Been a while, boy. What Good it do. Back. It's been a while. A little, little hiatus, but you know, back to it. Back to it. Hey, and we're, uh, we're missing Sam Clinch tonight. Um, he'll be back with us next week. But we're going to go ahead and get started on this episode. We're recapping week six. We got week seven outlook for you. Hope you enjoy it. So, at least why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, we're going to jump on into it. And uh, we're just going to kind of go with the most relevance here. Dallas, Arizona just finished up. Um, not a great game out of Dallas. But the big topic here are the receivers, really. You know, would you start any of them? Um, Pence, I'm going to let you take that one. My answer is uh, very iffy. Um, and if who you would start, please give me your opinion. Yeah, I think the the guy that I would say that you can still start, I know he had a really slow first half and he kind of threw on some garbage points there at the end, but I think Cooper's still the guy that you can for sure start every week. Uh, CD had kind of taken into that role with Dak. Um, he caught a couple passes towards the end of the game, but I didn't see enough um, in it to really say, hey, you need to start CD Lamb next week like I have been. So uh, Gallup. I mean, they took some shots with him, uh, didn't really complete anything big. So I think Cooper's the guy that you just stick with. You, just, I mean, hold on to CD, um, see how it plays out. Maybe Dalton will look better. I mean, we're down a bunch of linemen and all types of stuff. But it looks like Schultz still got a lot of targets. Uh, he didn't have the greatest day, but still still pretty decent for uh, tight end numbers. Uh, I, th- I think he's still somebody that you could start week to week. So what do you guys think? Yo, I thought uh, I like some of the looks that CD Lamb was getting down right there at the end, man. I feel like they were still targeting him quite a bit. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I mean, just off of eyesight, they passing the eye test as far as somebody who was getting looks. But I think you definitely got to look at the fact that, man, they that was their first week with Andy Dalton, you know, so they kind of got to see where they're at with him, what they can do with him, what he's more comfortable with. Right. You know, they didn't have a lot of time to prepare, so I do think it'll get better. I think I agree with you that uh, until you Cooper see more, still, Cooper's yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Cooper still being the guy. I think he's still gonna probably put up the wide receiver one, wide receiver two numbers, and just Andy Dalton's got to kind of get in the cruise control and and, and get in the groove, and they're gonna be all right. But I think you can still look at CD as being a guy. Uh, yeah, to play as a player. Yeah, I think you're right. I just looked at his numbers. He he did see he still did see ten targets. I think a lot of it was at the end of the game for garbage time, but um, it was against Arizona. So I kind of expected a little more from everybody. But uh, Cooper and Lamb both got ten targets. So I think I'm fine with you know you still keeping Lamb as po- a possible flex. But you really need to look at your opponent and who they're playing because it's just no going to be uh, up and down until Dalton figures it out. So cool. <clears throat> Let's jump into the Casey Bills game. Um, I would say the hot topic here is the Le'Veon Bell signing. Did it impact CEH? Not a bit. And now it was the first game with Bell on the team. 
Clyde Edwards is still the starter. I mean, he went with 26 rushes, 161 yards, and four receptions. Um, Dale Williams did still one tutty. Uh, and did have six rushes, but again, I do believe this is still Edwards' show until he shows otherwise, um, and I think it stays that way. Uh, Buffalo side of things, uh, Beasley might look like a good number two over there with John Brown being out. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, anything you guys have on CEH or Beasley? I want to I want to throw, and I'm going to give my biased opinion as a uh, Le'Veon Bell owner, but they didn't sign Bell for no reason. But I think CEH uh, was running like his job was on the line tonight, and he definitely did a very good – made a very good case for uh, for him to, to hold on to a lot of that work. But I don't think they're bringing in Bell for no reason. So I do think uh, you saw Williams take that one in the red zone and, and get that carry down in the red zone. He was on the field, which was a big reason they were saying they didn't like CEH in the red zone because he was struggling to punch it in. So I think you're going to see Bill take over some of that role, but after tonight, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's more of a thing that Bill cancels him out quite as much. You know, I think Bill may get some work, but I don't think he's going to end up making a a huge case. I think Ceh may still be a good um, RB two, hands RB one type guy. Yeah, I think you're going to two quick notes. I think you're going to see kind of like the the Brown scenario where you got two elite number one backs in your roster and they're probably going to give third down work to Le'Veon and which may lead to him stifling off some, some goal line touches, but it's going to be a 75 25 there for a little bit, especially with CEH leading. I mean, he's, he, they, they called his number and he's answered every single time um, on the Cole Beasley thing. This guy always slides in there. He always slides in there. So I'm, I'm always been high on Cole Beasley. He can catch the ball. He can run the routes. Um, We'll see how Josh Allen feeds them, but I, I like rostering Le'Veon and Cole Beasley. And in Rory's case, I'd definitely be looking to start. I mean, if you're in my running back scenario, I would definitely be trying to start Le'Veon next week. I don't think it's a bad play. Might be up, might be up for trade, Joe. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey on, I'm sticking on that Beasley, though, dude. I think I got him. I had him in my dynasty. He's never going to give you anything with a high ceiling. But that no. guy is going to give you a consistent 12 to 14 week in and week out. So if you're looking for consistency in your flex, uh, I think he's a guy you definitely want to invest some stock into. He's a poor man, Julian Edelman. I like it. Yeah, uh, I don't. I think uh, I'm going to disagree a little bit on. Um, I would like to see how they're going to use Le'Veon first. I don't think I want to start him next week just off the jump. Um, Clyde got a, a touchdown called back on a bullshit holding call. Um, so he really would have had a, a monster day today, um, and you don't just hop into uh, an Andy Reid offense and just and pick up and run with it. So Clyde did. Yeah, he had an off season, so he even was a, he was a yeah, rookie during COVID. A, though. That's a lot more yeah, time than Le'Veon yeah, just hopping into it. I I think I think uh, I sit Le'Veon this week and then kind of see how his role plays out, and then moving forward, I think you're. Uh, it's possible that you can get um, some fantasy value um, from Le'Veon at some point. It's just there's a lot of mouths to feed, uh, and that it could be a confusing time for the Chiefs' fantasy um, if Le'Veon does take on a bigger role than people are expecting because, you know, you got Kelsey, you got Hill, you know, you have Clyde. Patrick Mahomes is still going to sling the shit out of the ball. I mean, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out once it – it all comes together. So, uh, and with Cole Beasley, I, I think 
when John Brown's out, I think it's, it you can you can flex Beasley. Uh, he he's a third down monster for um, Josh Allen, and uh, Josh Allen's kind of struggled the last two weeks, and it seems to be that uh, Beasley's kind of been his little, you know, his third down guy. Um, I I think it's not somebody you're just hopping on in your first waiver pickup, but somebody to keep an eye on if you're really struggling with depth. So, yeah, I agree. Um, jumping into the Texans and the Titans, uh, Brandon Cooks is someone we were kind of dogging two or three weeks back just for the the amount of production he was not producing, put up a zero-point game, then backs it up with a 30-pointer, and then this week, I think 21, what he went nine for 68 in a tutty. It's a great game for Brandon Cooks. Um, we I, did. If you did listen to us, we did tell you to hold on to him and yeah. do not drop him because he, you know, with, we wanted to see how it worked out with Bill O'Brien. I do believe he's a must-start now uh, moving forward. I think him and Fuller are going to continue to, to eat. I don't see why that offense looks better. They played a lot better. Um, so I don't think there's a lot to say on Brandon Cooks unless you have some negatives. But we do have some some stuff on the Titans. I mean, Tannehill's a must-start. I think we've said that once or twice, and it's only becoming tr- more true and true every week. Um, and then with John New being hurt, Roy, what do you got on this first Fersker guy? No, correct me. Yeah, Fersker. Fersker? Fersker. Uh, he's a he's a good he's a good solid real football player. Um, if you're hurting at tight end, we all know how thin tight end can be. If you don't got one of those top three to five guys, how it end up being? Uh, he should slide into that role. Last year they had a big committee tight end committee even with Janu, but depending on how long how long Janu's going to be out, if you're in a deeper league or you're really hurting a tight end, you could try to swing Furcher. Uh, but with Davis coming back next week and Humphreys is usually the third down option, man. I don't know if you're going to expect anything outside of maybe max nine points. He he went off. I think he had eight for 113 and a touchdown, something crazy. It was yeah, he had a good out. day. It, it blew out his, his career numbers. His career numbers before that were like five for 40. So I wouldn't go chasing last week's points. I think you're going to get max maybe around 9 to 12 but again if John is out for an extended period of time then who knows he managed out carving out a decent role in that offense yeah i just looked um it says John is nursing a minor ankle sprain sustained in the game so uh and that's from yeah. Adam Scheffner so i don't think it's anything serious so uh Ferksker had a big game um and if John doesn't yeah. play then i mean they use their tight end so it's a guy to keep on but uh, it looks like it's minor, and he and John will play through a little minor ankle. He's a tough guy, so but keep an eye on him. You know, watch the um, watch the injury report. If he doesn't practice, you know, Friday or Saturday, then you then probably need to be going and picking up Fersker because he had a really good day. And I also think AJ Brown's another must start moving forward again. I mean, I know he was hurt clearly, but um, now he's back, and I mean, he looks good. Looks good. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, he's a he's a no brainer at this point. Cool. He's he is Tannehill's one. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the, he's the definite number one, and, and then, especially if John is out, he's going to pick up some of that extra slack. Jumping over to the Bengals Colts, um, from the Bengals side of things, you know, I think we have a couple different topics in general, but T Higgins is starting to look like their number one. Um, whether that's targets usage or like athletic ability, the dude looks good. Um, I know he had that one like deep, I didn't think, you know, 60 plus yard reception. But it was a big catch. It was big. Yeah, like 60, 60 or 70 yards, 79, I think, reception. So, yeah, something like that. 67, something like that. Either way, it was a big catch. It was a big catch. But on top of it, he still put up numbers. And he's only gotten better and better each week. Um, it looks like Joe Burrow likes throwing the deep ball, and T. Higgins is, is pretty good at that. I think Higgins figured six for 125. 
Um, the only receiver to have more receptions was A.J. Green, who has not done that this year. But, I mean, A.J. Green kind of resurfaced. He had 11 targets and went 8 for 96. Um, and PFF did grade him really well this week. I think like top five receivers. So, overall, he played well. Um, what do you guys think on AJ Green? Is it like a is it a fluke or is it like we a did tell you to 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 panic and and drop him so last week so we I mean what do you think Garrett I see you got something to say I'm still off on him man I, I I'm not gambling it I, and I take some serious gambles coming from a man that started Matt Breida this week and Miko Hardman so I, <laughs> honestly I wouldn't probably listen to all my opinions but I'm being 100 serious right now if AJ Green I will eat crow if AJ Green reciprocates another game like that this season it would surprise me i i mean we talked about last week he's a shell of himself he got lucky i'm gonna go against the grain i'm gonna go against the grain man i i was uh reading up on some information where apparently he was frustrated and uh i I believe he had said something about possibly wanting to be traded but and then went back and was saying he was going to ride it out or something and uh, they, but they, he was there for the team, and I think he could. Him and the coach Zach Taylor were trying to get on the same page. He could, so, but it's his contract season. He needs to be out there yeah, yeah. busting well, his well, ass right now, and well, he is not at all. I think I think it was a thing of they were on a different page, and I think what we may have just seen Sunday was Zach Taylor, you know, making a, a concerted effort to to try to get him the ball. And to try to make sure to get him targeted. Like By it. the way, did it get who watched all of that game? How in the hell did them guys blow that lead? They were up huge, man. Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, I really don't know what happened either. Yeah, um, I looked back and, and the Colts were coming back. But, but my my opinion, I wouldn't be surprised if you see AJ Green starting to make a turn uh, a little bit in his fantasy in his fantasy season and see him. I wouldn't take it back to his old self, but see him become a usable product in the near future week. Yeah, speaking about the winners on that side, I think uh, Trey Burton um, should give us a little bit to talk about um, just in terms of tight ends, just due to the fact that tight ends are always skinny. Uh, but with, um, you know, Mo Alley hurt, and, or I'm not, what, is he hurt? Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, I thought he's that. hurt. With Mo Alley hurt um, and, and really just the target share over there, really not knowing who it's going to. I think Burton has a little bit of value here. With one with Rivers building chemistry with them and Rivers liking tight end, so yeah. If you if you if you guys need a tight end, I would Burton maybe worth a stash in a, in a DFS play here and there. Yeah, I think you definitely uh, do put uh, Trey Burton. Uh, he had two touchdowns, uh, one rushing. Uh, he seemed to kind of get a little connection going with Phillips. So I, I'm with um, with you grabbing a tight end there. Doyle was three for uh, 29 on three targets. Uh, Burton out targeted him with five. So. And he caught four for 58 and a touchdown. So I, I, I'm keeping an eye on Burton. Um, and he had a rushing touchdown. And he had a rushing touchdown, as I said. So, I mean, he, they're, they're finding ways to get the ball in his hand. Um, I just want to add a little quick point to He's the Bengals. He's got a bye next week, though, so be careful with that. Yeah. Good call. Um, I will say uh, Tyler Boyd's probably still going to lead that team in targets. Um, A.J. Green, I don't. I'm kind of with Garrett. I don't think he's going to reciprocate this often because T. Higgins is kind of taking over, and, and he's a younger, you know, you know, he could be a younger AJ Green in a sense. Um, but I do, th- I do agree with Rory in the sense that it, it's something you do have to keep your eye on. So I mean, if people did drop him, uh, I mean, I he might be worth a stash. I mean, these guys are going to throw the ball, you know, forty to forty-five times a game. 
So there definitely is a uh, value for, you know, there could be value for three receivers, you know, and, you know, they may not all go off, but it's something to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, he did have 11 targets on eight receptions, so, but I'm not rushing to start A.J. Green in my lineup, but I think he's somebody that you do need to keep on your bench at this point, seeing that connection come back. And if Rory is right about uh, his effort being low and, and not happy, and then this game was him kind of saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm about to do this. So And it could be. I mean, it, yeah, it, it 100% not, could be. I, I think in, in – yeah, he looks like a shell of himself. Do I think he can break out of it? Yes. I don't think he pulls a Brandon Marshall and, and cops over and just done. But – you would at this point you would expect to see more yeah. from him already. Uh, on to the Atlanta Minnesota game. Uh, hot topic there is Julio back. I mean he went eight for one thirty seven and two tutties. Uh, pretty big game for Julio. Looks like his, his normal self there. Um, I mean clearly I don't think you have anything negative to say about Julio Jones. Let's be real. Uh, Ridley also had another good game six for sixty one and a tutty. Um, still look, looks good. Um, moving over to the Minnesota side, Justin Jefferson. Only if you tried to do real. There you go, Travis. Sorry, Travis. Justin Jefferson is uh he's special. Uh I'm I'm gonna just give a quick Eagles talk on it. I'm s i am like Rieger, but I I had something about Je- Jefferson. I felt something and I think I was right. That dude is good. I project I pro- projected. I, predi- I projected I predicted back in week three. Um, those guy at my work, I told him, he said, 30 points, Justin Jefferson, is this the most he scores? I said, no, I bet he's got one more game. And I was right. This is the he first. He might have more than one more game with Man. 30 plus. Garrett I, also called it be, at yeah, the very beginning of the year that Jefferson was going to be the best rookie wide receiver in fantasy. He did I, say that. I am high on life on this guy. It sucks that he has a bye yeah. next week I because I think it is. I don't know. I'm very excited. But then he comes back and plays Green Bay. So, it's going to be even more exciting. They're going to have to throw the ball. So. A lot. So. Yeah, and Jair is probably going to see Thielen. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it could be another huge game for Jefferson. Jefferson's a must-start, guys. Um, no From longer just a out. flex. Yeah. He needs to be played every week. Yeah. Um, could end up winning the league. Yeah, he's, he's got yeah. big play uh, value. So, yeah. And then, we need to go back and listen to that rookie receiver pick. The Jefferson, I agree. Jefferson is going to be huge, man. I, I remember when we talked about that, I was pretty high on him. That guy is. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be something special in the league for years to come. Yeah, Madison on to Madison. Um, I th- we I think everybody analysts from the top bottom from the NFL analysts down to us and, and FFRP uh, at Twitter FFRP underscore podcast at Twitter uh, follows. Hey. Um, all thought Madison was gonna fucking take over and like be just as equal amount of effective as Dalvin Cook, and that was not the case. I mean, he did only have ten rushes, but for twenty six yards. I mean. Garrett can get behind that line and do that. It was damn right. It was it was just straight the fact that the Falcons took a big lead. Vikings struggled. You know, I think Cousins threw two picks early in the game, so they were behind all game. And uh, Madison just didn't really get but the he opportunity. He only had one reception. How many targets did he have? Does anybody got that? Um, I can tell you. He did only have one reception. So while I, I I get what you mean, like he still didn't get used in the passing game at all. It seems. Um. He got two targets for See, one catch. So, yeah, I mean, it just – He was looking downfield, though. It was just and, – and, and we're not saying just drop him. We're not no, saying no, no, that no, one no, bit. No. We're just saying that we we all expected him to do a little better against the Falcons. Pretty beat-up de- defense. Yeah. I, mean, I would agree. No doubt. I mean, I think um, uh, Barry said that there was only two backs that he would start over him, and it was uh, Zeke and um, 
uh, Zeke and I think it might have been Mike Davis or was the other guy. I can't remember. He said there was only two guys that he would start over Matson this week, and obviously that was a flop. I mean, sorry, Matt Barry. Hopefully you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matthew Barry. Yeah. Uh, but I had Matson, so it's pretty sucky this shard. week for me. Sorry, shard. Sorry, uh, shout uh, out everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah. No, I'm just kidding. Every, um, and staying with the Vikings real quick, Irv Smith. I'm just gonna keep bringing up these low end tight ends that you know are showing a little bit of potential. I think he um, had four receptions for 55 yards, um, second in yards and receptions behind Justin Jefferson. Uh, are, are we seeing a little bit of an emergence from Irv? As we did mention in the in the off season, prior to the season starting, he was a tight end to watch out for. Yeah, he out targeted uh, Rudolph this week by one. Uh, I think last week Irv also put up uh, ten or more points, and then I think the week before he did the same. So I think he has three weeks now that you know he barely broke over ten. But man, you know, or, uh, you know how those those tight ends can be, mm-hmm. especially with Kirk Cousins. With Kirk Cousins, yeah. I mean. It's just I'm not telling you that you need to go pick him up and start him, but it's somebody that you you might want to stash in your deeper leagues, uh, and possibly play on some bye weeks if you're you know when you have a tight end down because he seems to be getting more involved. Um, keep he's a super good athlete, so like I said, keep an eye on him. Pick him up this week for free, and stash him away if you have the room. Yep, uh, Denver Patriots. Um, Ugly game in general. We're going to talk about one guy, I think, here, Tim Patrick, the receiver. With Cortland Sutton being gone, I mean, it just looks like the guy. I am not. I mean, he did only have four receptions, but he had 100 yards. So, uh, pretty Big good. play guy. Big play Big guy. Big play guy, exactly. So, and uh, Drew Locke's capable of making those throws. So. And he, he proved all game against the Patriots that he was wants to chunk the ball downfield. I mean, yeah. he threw ball he, after ball after ball with deep with yeah. everywhere. So, um, Tim Patrick has had a couple good weeks in a row. Uh, when Sutton's been down, uh, and like I said, Drew pushes the ball down the field. So a guy that you know he he's actually pretty far up on the waiver wire pickups for me this week if he if he's not already on somebody's team. Yep, Washington Giants. We got Terry McLaurin. Um, he's a must start. That's pretty much the only guy we want to talk about in this. Sorry. Yeah, we, and everybody knows he is. It, we just wanted to kind of reiterate with you guys. It doesn't really matter who the quarterback is there. Mm-hmm. He's kind of proved it. If he can put up numbers like he was with Haskins, he's going to do it with Kyle Allen. Uh, they actually let Kyle Allen. Tossed the rock this week. I think he had over 50 attempts. Am I right? Yeah, he had 42. 42. Okay, that's a lot. 42 is a lot. And he actually had decent efficiency, uh, but they really just didn't push the ball down field that good. um, And he'll get better. Yeah, and and I think he will see improvement. And McLaurin, like I said, you guys know he's a must-start. We just kind of wanted to say, hey, guys, it really doesn't matter who this quarterback is. The guy's so talented, you know, he's going to start. Yep, yep. Jumping over to Baltimore, uh, Philadelphia. Fun game in general. Birds made a little comeback at the end. Um, Fulgham, as we mentioned last week, if you didn't pick him up, you fucked up. If you didn't start him, I get it. But also, you might want to from here on out. I mean, it definitely at least is a flex play. He is the number one receiving target right now. Ertz went down. Sanders went down. Um, yeah. There's not many else, uh, not many other receiving options over there. Um, in place of Sanders, uh, Boston Scott's the next guy up. I don't know if he's super worth. I mean, he's worth a stash. Let's be real. He, he can get some some receptions, but running the ball, he has not looked that good this year. I've seen every single play. Um, with Ertz being out, I wouldn't even look at our tight end yet. You're gonna really have to see what happens there. Bold take. You ready? Mm-hmm. What if they start using Jalen Hurts as a running back? I would not be upset if, as long as it wins us games. But in fantasy wise, I'm not gonna pick up Jalen Hurts for no, 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 no. no, no. It's I, I mean, it's it's for like fun. the whole. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset with that. I mean, it, if it wins his games, yeah. you know what I mean. 
it's really not that crazy. No, <laughs> no shit, they're doing it in, in New Orleans. Yeah. So. And then, uh, so Ertz being out as well, I wouldn't really pick up any tight ends. You know, you don't know who's going to be over there. So Richard Rodgers hadn't looked too bad. Yeah, but he's, he's not he, a fantasy relevant tight end yet. Not yet. Yeah, because Ertz really hasn't been that great either. Yeah. Yeah, so, but so yeah. that's true. And you got to look at the scheme right now. They're just not, it's just not working out for the, for the tight ends. They're still throwing it 40 times. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It yeah, I mean, I, I will say, though, I'm not saying Wentz needs to be on your team right now, but no, I, he is getting but, better and better each week. So he's someone to keep an eye on if your quarterback's kind of sucking, um, but I, not not major right now. On the other side of things, Baltimore, I mean, outside of, you know, Lamar, there's not a whole – and Mark Andrews, but the running back situation is shitty. I don't think – I don't. none of us want to start any of them. Am I right? No. No, nah, yeah, that's, that's one to avoid. I would. Nah, you don't want to follow that. It's a flip. One thing, they're not even running well, in my opinion. And two, you don't know who to to run. Yeah, it's (laughs) so, so bad. And me and Sam talked about this yesterday. Um, At what point in Baltimore do you just, you know, it's, it's similar to like getting in the groove. None of these running backs can get into a rhythm. Because they're constantly coming on the field. Yeah. Uh, you go, Gus Edwards gets eight carries. Yeah. Dobbins gets seven carries. Ingram mind. gets fucking eight carries. It, I mean, it's becoming to the point like nobody can get into a rhythm. Uh, they haven't successfully ran the ball good other than Lamar breaking off a couple runs here and there. And even then, it's been not as good as it was last year. But at what point do you just have to kind of commit to like a, maybe a, a two-back committee and, and let these guys run and get into that rhythm because it's just it's bad. And and I'm not starting anybody. Out of out of those three, if you were if you were, oh boy, what the hell is his name? I can't remember right now. Harbaugh. If you're Harbaugh, Harbaugh. who's your number one running back that you want to run with? I mean, I would say Dobbins. That's I what love, I'm I love saying. how Dobbins get looks. Get out there. Dobbins. But Gus doesn't look go. bad though when he gets through the hole either. No, it's, it's but weird. when he gets through the hole. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, so, if I was to. If I was to rank it, I mean, I'm with you. It's Dobbins, Ingram, Edwards, and then oh. no, I like I like what I've seen from Edwards Agreed. way better than I've seen. He'll break your heart, Ingram. No, He'll you. break your heart. Well, he broke your heart like three years ago, and you won't let it go. I will not let it go. So, <laughs> him and Alex Collins on my shit list. <laughs> Alex Collins. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just been it's been tough, and you just stay away from their backfield. I mean, obviously, hold on to Dobbins, hold on to Ingram. Uh, I would hope that Edwards isn't. Uh, on anybody's team, he's be wasting a roster spot. Honestly, the way I look at it right now, if uh, we have a, we play a keeper league for everybody who who doesn't know that we uh, if, if I had Dobbins right now and I wasn't going to keep him next year, he might be trade bait for for me right now. To be honest, just due to the fact little, that yeah. someone else in your league could want to keep him, yeah. he's gonna be a great keeper. Should I'd love to keep him? He, I, I would love to keep him, <laughs> but I just mean this year you could maybe he, get something out of him. He is the only running back that caught anything last week too. So yeah, I mean. The upside's tremendous with that guy. I, I like J.K. Dobbins. I, I agree with everybody in this room right now. Keep Dobbins on your team. If you got Ingram and Edwards or Edwards, I, I don't know how I feel about keeping those on my team. But, again, if you're in my situation where you don't have any running backs, I'm keeping all three. But Yeah. Yeah, Browns. Baker sucked. He he kind of sucked. He's not. Let's just be real. He, I don't think he's and I, I, it, it does impact the whole team. So, let's just – we don't have to, to harp on it too much, but Baker sucked. Steelers, it's time to sound the alarm on Juju. I know I got one guy in this room that has an opinion on it. I'm going to let him talk for a minute. Um, what do you think, Pence? I will tell you this. I saw a stat on Twitter today that even with Juju, the last he's been terrible the last three weeks, but he is still the most targeted receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Does that make any sense to anybody? Nope. It doesn't. 
Um, I saw a chart um, on Twitter. Uh, one of the guys I follow, Ma- Marcus Mosher, um, he put a chart up and it showed uh, Big Ben's passing chart. He's completed four passes over the middle of the field between the hash marks this year. So what Juju does best in that slot is just is getting over the middle of the field, finding that open area, being that tough guy that he is, and finding and just going. But he hasn't. He's been pushing the ball to the outside, so that makes James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Claypool. Claypool. I mean, Claypool, Claypool. Is the, right now is, is um, me and Tyler were talking about, Claypool's no, the number one right now. He's one of the most talented receivers in the league he's looking like. Yeah. Like, he looks good it's, everywhere. It's scary, I mean, how good he's looked. And um, yeah. it, it's it's crazy to think how good that receiving core is when you really look at – you're looking at Claypool. Juju is not – four a, legit receivers. Yeah, I mean, Juju in his first two years put up numbers that people had, had not seen before. So, I mean, it's nothing to do with Juju's talent. But you got Deontay Johnson, Juju, Claypool, and then James Washington really is not a slouch. Not I think he all. was the most targeted receiver last week for him. He actually had a pretty good game, and it's a and he's also another guy that you know if Deontay Johnson's out, he's a possible flex start. Um, the Steelers but, receiving department, a scouting department, I need. Yeah, they yeah, are I too good. Say, Completely. Say, let's talk about that, dude. How many receivers are they? And they don't even get these guys in the first round. Yeah, that's They're that's the craziest part. Like, they just find gems. Is Juju like, the, like, earliest they've ever taken a good receiver? Like, Or James Washington was taken pretty early, too. Either yeah, way, the second and third they round, crush so it. They, and they're amazing. Hey, Eagles fuck, go the get way, their guy and pay him whatever they want. By the way, I saw reports on Claypool early, early on. I was high on that dude coming out. I found that I didn't hold on to him in our league for one more week, but I got him in my dynasty, and that dude's going to be a – so he's just going to be – he might end up being a superstar for that team and taking over. I agree with you guys. Yeah, I think he might be the number one right now. Yep. Detroit Jags. Uh, let's see. Let's jump on to the Detroit side of things. DeAndre Swift finally had a big day. I think we've we've all known he had the talent. Um, you know, after dropping that touchdown a couple weeks back, probably diminishes his confidence a little bit. But he showed up this week. He had 14 rushes on 116 yards and two tutties. Um, he didn't do much in the uh, in the passing game, unfortunately. He did have three receptions. If someone can quote me on his targets, I, I don't have that in front of me, but four targets. Um, so, I mean, he, he's involved. But either way, DeAndre Swift looks good, um, as, as we all kind of figured. But uh, keeping side of things on that offense, Galladay's clearly the only receiver you're going to want to start. I don't think anybody has a, has, a, has a reason to go against me on that one. I mean, he had four receptions. No one else had more than two. Um, hopefully, hopefully the passing game does continue to pick up with Stafford and Galladay. I like Galladay and I like Stafford, so uh, I think we can see that. Uh, let's see on the Jaguar side of things. Uh, DJ Chark blew up for 14 targets. Uh, I think we all came into the season thinking he was going to be the number one. He is the number one, and the targets are there. It the efficiency just has to get there. Yeah, I think that was an upside because I uh, I actually sat Chark this week and played Juju, so obviously. You know how I'm feeling right now. Um, I, I actually lost my matchup because of that. But when it comes down to it, I, I didn't realize it, but he did get 14 targets, like Tyler said, which is, I mean, that's a great thing to see. Uh, Keelan Cole had a big day. Yeah, don't read too much into that. He had a couple good uh, games in the early season. But I think Chenault, Chenault was banged up coming into this game. And, and so was Chark, but Chark still saw a bunch of targets. But Chenault actually saw seven targets still, but he was only three for ten. So um, Chenault and Chark are still uh, one and two for me for this team. 
uh, Keelan at three. I just don't want to tell you guys to go pick up Cole because I just don't see the consistency uh, from him. Uh, but you are seeing it with the target share between uh, Chenault and Chark. So, yeah. Jumping over to the uh, Packers and the Bucks game, uh, we'll jump into the horrible Packers, you know, offensive showdown in a minute. But the Bucks, Rojo, Ronald Jones must start. Um, I mean, he's three games in a row with 100 plus yards. He's a guy over there. Leonard Fournette is, is no one to be seen, thankfully. Um, I'm a big fan of a uh, big fan of Rojo. Love him. Um, is Gronk real? I think that's the real question. Is he back? I, I should know. say not real. Go ahead, Gary. What do you think? No. You guys I'm, say I'm no. Hurting, I'm hurting that tight end position. He ain't even what I'm looking at on the waiver wire. I I don't. Don't read too much into that one either. See, I'm going to go against you guys and say I think it's something to keep an eye on. I think if he's sitting in the waivers and you got an empty spot or somebody that is, you know, replaceable, I think you might want to stash him. You know, you kind you kind of wanted to see you kind of wanted to see a little spark. Um Tom Brady looked Pretty accurate when throwing to him. He hit some really tight windows. Gronk didn't really separate that great, yeah. but he made some really good catches. Uh, I mean, he saw eight targets. He was the 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 most targeted player on the field. Um, I think it's somebody to keep an eye on. I don't think you toss him in the starting lineup next week, but I really think it's something you could keep an eye on. Yeah, I agree with you, man. As somebody who held on to him for four weeks, waiting to see it, it. It was nice to finally see it come and be like, oh, shit, I was right on him. But <laughs> I don't know how can – yeah, about time. And right after I dropped him, you know how that usually goes. Oh, uh, my God. That was good. I, I, I just – I don't know how often it will happen, but it was one of the first times it looked kind of like it did in New England where Gronk was this guy that he could go to and rely on. So, I do I do agree with you, Pink. I think – if you have the spot and you're hurting at tight end, which, again, if you don't have one of them top guys, you're hurting. So hey. uh, it's expensive them this year, but I think it's a guy you might want to hold on to and see what can benefit from that. Hey, tell me this. Uh, anybody listening right now, um, one, at FFRP underscore podcast, tweet me. Did Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, or Aaron Jones make you lose this week? Because I know some people in our league lost closely because of it, as well as some DraftKings lineups. Got slammed because of it. Right? How the hell did Rodgers throw zero tutties, 160 yards, and two picks? And how – I mean, Adams didn't have a terrible game, but he didn't have an Adams game. That offensive line uh, acted like they didn't even remember how to block. And what's his um, – old boy went down too. Um, Bakari. Bakari. Mm, yeah. Bakari. Um, Either way, and, though, those are still stud options. They should not be doing no, that. No, I bad. agree. And Rodgers – he just it, he was it, sacked a man, lot. Man, it, it did not. It did. It looked like the Packers did not know how to play offensive football. Yeah. And in and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, golly! In his defense, he just didn't have time. Like yeah. one point seven seconds, he's back there getting smashed. And so now he's having to come out of the pocket. And yeah, his receivers are great, and they were getting down there, but. Man, nobody was coming back to the ball. Nobody was coming back to try to help him. Everybody was kept going downfield. So that's what I saw. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but Todd Bowles was dialing that shit up, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bowles. Bowles was dialing that up every time. Bowles is probably the best defensive coordinator in the game right now. I don't know if anybody could argue with that. I mean, he's turned that defense into something fierce. Um, 
but yeah, 160 yards for Aaron Rodgers. I've never, uh, I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers look that flustered in a game in uh, in a really long time. Long time. Uh, so hats up to Todd Bowles and that and that Tampa Bay defense. They look legit. If that uh, offense can just keep that consistency and uh, how they played against the Packers this last week, uh, they're going to be seriously somebody to to be <laughs> to be worried about. So I, I think the Packers come back next week and and, and have their normal week. I don't I don't think that's going to happen very often. Um, and I'll tell you, just too good. But I'll tell you one thing. Another guy on the Packers team to kind of look at is Tanyan. Um, he was still targeted four times last week. He only got it 25 yards. But every time I looked at it, it seemed – and you know how Aaron Rodgers will make throws that I – don't, I don't know who they counted the targets for or anything like that. But he was in a lot of vicinities of balls thrown out of bounds or all that kind of stuff because Aaron Rodgers was looking at him. Yeah, you're, sure. not, you're not dropping Tanya no. on that on that performance. You're I not feel drop- bad if you started him. Yeah, you feel yeah, bad if you started just, him. But yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> hey, but I'm not. Hey, but I, but I'm not panicking. I mean, as an owner and as to, for anybody who is no. an owner, no. I wouldn't panic. I think he's still probably a top ten option for you in that offense right now. And I, I probably will still start him next week. So because it's like you guys said, down week for for Green Bay and. Look for their offense to bounce back. Hell, yeah, hell of a defensive outing by the Bucks. Don't tip. lose yourself on any of the Yeah, Packers. tip your hat and just keep playing your, your Packers players. <laughs> 49ers Rams. Uh, good good little game they had there, 24-16. This is going to be the last game we discuss. Um, Henderson, starter moving forward. I mean, I don't see how you say no to that. Yeah. 14 for 88 yards. Yeah, I want to add something. Um, McVay came out and said that they were going to get Cam Akers more involved this week. Uh, he came onto the field one time when half fin- uh, when half restarted. He came on for one play at ha- after half and never saw the field again. So, um, and Malcolm Brown two carries for four yards. Daryl Darrell or Daryl Henderson. He is the guy moving forward for me, and he is a starter. Uh, um, because he, I mean, this week you know wasn't great. He, I mean, fourteen for eighty eight, six point three yards as average. I mean, that's good. But he did not find the zone, um, so that's a little uh, unfortunate. And he didn't really get any targets either. So, uh, but he is a starter, I think, moving forward into your flex because he will find the zone and he he will catch a pass here and there. The way I look at it, though, is if you actually watch the games and aren't just stat fantasy watching, the dude looks good. He's quick, yeah. really fast out of the holes. So, I mean, he looks like a starting running back. So, I mean, I think they see that on film. Um, on the 49ers side. Mostert does get hurt again. He's going on IR. Very unfortunate because, I mean, I think we are a fan of Mostert. You know, just his story and the way he runs. He just looks good. That boy uh, fast. He real fast. He makes fast people look not fast. With that being said, McKinnon does fill into a nice role, to be honest. Uh, McKinnon isn't a, a stature as Mostert, Mostert is. But um, if you do have McKinnon, be happy. If not, I, I mean, if he's on the waivers and your league just needs to step a game up. But let's be real. But uh, McKinnon, I think he's definitely a flex moving forward. You can definitely throw him in your RB2, to RB2 flex, I mean, um, spot as well. Um, and then Debo also had a big day. Um, and we expected him to come back, expected him to come back and get his 6 for 66, 666 in a tutty. Um, and then obviously Kittle had a big game, but Kittle is the Kittle. The one thing I will say about uh, Debo is I think he is uh, starting moving forward. He They, they kind of played him slow last week um, coming back from injury. Um, they kind of let him loose a little more this week, and I think you're just going to see his role get bigger and bigger. Um, three of his six catches, <laughs> he was six for 66, like Tyler said, but three of his catches were just jet sweeps that golf just kind of tossed up in the air, and he, he still busted him for 12, 12, Garoppolo. 13. Garoppolo. What, who did I say? Golf. Okay, my, my bad, Garoppolo. 
Um, but that is just something that they're going to do with Debo often, and they're going to do it successfully. Same with IU. So, um, back, yeah. Back to starting them, Back to starting them again. Uh, Debo, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think I'm getting to that point, especially with Mostert going down uh, and and Garoppolo. You know, he he came back and it looked like he looked a little healthier this game. He looked a lot better. Uh, I think Debo's uh, a probably a flex play for me next week. Um, I don't know who they play next week, but um, his role has increased uh, week to week, and Patriots. it was only low because of um, uh, because of the injury at the beginning of the uh, holding him out. So. Uh, I'd like to keep going forward with them. Well, that kind of wraps up all of the games that we have for, uh, for for the week of week six, we're, and we're looking forward to week seven. Does uh, anybody have any last tidbits or players that they think that they would like to throw in or anything? Guy you're looking at this week, who you got, Pence? It's our pickups? Yeah. Main, um, main number one guy. Probably. Um, Put him on the spot. I'd be doing the same shit. Probably Patrick. That's what. Yeah. If he's available in your league, I just. Uh, I mean, I'm not pool. like super high on the Broncos' offense, but um, three back-to-back weeks, um, lock back, wanting to throw the ball on field. I think he's an interesting pickup, and you know, fans back. Yeah, and de- depending uh, how his um, who he's playing against next week, I would think about playing him. So other than that, I mean, there isn't a whole lot of. Hiccups, to be honest. What do you think, Tyler? Who's your number one? Uh, I, I, I'm i going to have to take some time to look at this. I'm not going to give you all someone that I, I don't really truly believe in, to be honest. So listen to the next podcast, and I'll tell you who I had. But um, honestly, right now, I, I'm not even gloating here. My team worked out. I'm probably not picking up anybody just because my bench doesn't doesn't look too bad. And, you know, it, the waiver wires are starting to get skimpy, guys. And until if players continue to get hurt, it's, it's going to be hard. Um, hopefully you picked up the right guys early on in the, in the, waiver, in the waiver system. Roy, you got anybody or what? Yeah, I got a couple guys that I would say that we kind of dropped and mentioned earlier. If Burton's available and you need a yep. tight end, definitely be putting the claim in for him uh, uh, early if you have the chance. Uh, Beasley, another guy we talked about who's a consistent guy, maybe not a starter full-time for you, but a, uh, I, I think he's a good bi-week fill-in flex and could be a good solid flex. And then I kind of disagreed with the guys about Cole. Uh, Keelan Cole, I know Sharks back, but I think Keelan Cole right now he's top twenty in the ESPN's rankings uh, and wide receiver. So I think if you need him, the consistency issue is there. But he's put up some pretty decent points in three out of six games. So not a terrible option there. If those are three guys, but as Tolie said, it's pretty much one picking with this point in the season. It is, and um, I'll finish this up. I'll say um, I agree with you on on Trey Burton. Um, the only thing is that he's got to buy next week. So maybe sit him out this week. Um, but T Higgins, if he's out there, go get him. Yeah, and Claypool, he if he's out there, go get him. Um, if they would have been listening to us for a yeah, while, they would have already got those guys. That's, so, I mean, it's just one of those things. And, and, and Patrick for the Broncos, he's only going to go up. So those are my three quick ones. If you're, if you're hurting it tied in, there's still a couple guys out there. Just be picky. I mean, be real picky. Make that be your first guy if you need a tight end. Hey, and real quick, uh, we're gonna have a trivia question next episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all a week. We're gonna have a trivia question next episode. I would throw it at you right now, but then then we're not gonna get any was, responses out of it. I was about to say I just Google it. No, <laughs> it's not for you. Oh, why would it be for you? I don't it's know. It's for the listen. It, it's listen. for the listeners, man. It's, it's 11:30. I'm a listener right now. Ah, fair point. <laughs> but it's for you, listeners, the guys we love. All right, 
Um, follow us. Follow us at Twitter FFRP underscore podcast. That is FFRP underscore underscore podcast. Uh, this is Fake Football Real People coming at you live with all of it. Uh, we're flexing over here, guys. We're coming at you strong. See you. See you next week. Hey.